It's hard to say no, as you mentioned, but it can be quite impactful and powerful when you do. And so this is where you begin to get really clear about doing the things that matter most in your life. It means you don't have FOMO. Hey, Rob, welcome to the Get In The Mode podcast. David, what's up? It's so good to see you. Thanks for having me. You are the best. Thank you. It was great to meet you at the Conscious Entrepreneur Summit. Such a great conference, wasn't it? What was your experience like? Wow, it was fantastic. I mean, it's so wonderful. Alex did such a great job putting that together. You know, I kind of picked out some disciplines that I think our audience might benefit from. I was picking out the second one where you're talking about you know, take time off, right? Retreat. So there's two types of retreat. I want to differentiate. One is kind of like a retreat with a goal to unplug. Perhaps it could be by yourself. Uh, You could go on a journaling exercise, self-discovery. So that's one style of retreat. The other one is sort of like, perhaps, I think you organize a, a retreat event too, where you actually are in the company of others or perhaps your teammates, you know, you can include some key members from your team. I'm more curious about the first type, right? And I think you're talking about both in that discipline and it's important to have both. I'm curious, what are some practices that you can incorporate to unplug and kind of go on a retreat? What does that look like? Well, let me first clarify one thing, because in discipline number two, which is the discipline you're speaking of, take time off, that retreat can be part of that, but we recommend that you take 130 days off per year and don't think about work the entire day. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're completely unplugged and off the grid and away from it. It's just you're not doing anything work-related. But let me answer your question as it relates to retreat. And it's something I'm very familiar with and very experienced with. The retreat I host is actually a retreat in silence. It's a bunch of leaders from around the world that come together and spend five days of which two and a half are in complete silence. The whole time that you're there, we encourage that you turn your phone and all your connection to the outside world off, but we don't demand or there's there's no rule because you have to be the judge of what's best for you. But this is uh, what we do. And when we take time to unplug and actually be in silence, which may seem extreme for many people, but let me just explain for a minute why it's valuable. You know, you really haven't been in silence pretty much since you were born. <laughs> it's been busy you know, since the moment you came out of the womb and people were cleaning you up and getting you ready for life and then your parents, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But a really unique thing happens when you are in silence. Uh, and that is that your mind slows down and you start to see things with a greater awareness. Your sense of awareness goes up. And that shows you what the mind is capable of because it's there for you each and every moment of each and every day But because we're busy, it's hard to feel into it, to notice it. But when we're silent, it's amazing how somebody finds two squirrels playing around in the leaves 
like it was the best TV show they ever watched in you know, their whole life. <laughs> Why is that? It's because you have a new awareness that you just felt into, you just, you just noticed. And that's there for us each and every moment. And so by doing a retreat like that, when you go back to your busy life, you can tap into that feeling and you can bring it out when you're on the busy streets of Denver and you can notice the beauty all around you and the miracle of everything that you see, smell, touch, hear, all of it. Awesome. I want to get to one more discipline. It's uh, say no more often. So <laughs> sometimes we have, uh, you know, as leaders and entrepreneurs, we want to be helpful and like we, could, we want to solve problems and we get into this mode of like, oh yeah, we, we say yes to a lot of things. I'm curious, first, I'll let you kind of respond to what you mean no more off, you know, N-O, not the N-O-W, but right. no more off, saying no more often. And then well, I want I have a follow-up to that. So maybe I'll, you know, have you kind of define that a little. Yeah. So say no often is discipline number six. And that's where we encourage people to say no to everything that doesn't fit into the first five disciplines. And we went through like three of them. So you're kind of, your, your listeners can kind of pick up on it, but it's hard to say no, as you mentioned, and, but it's, it, it can be quite impactful and powerful when you do. And so this is where you begin to get really clear about doing the things that matter most in your life. It means you don't have FOMO. You, you're not afraid to miss out on that meeting or what if I would do this and I better do that. Because if you really start adding it up and look at the time and energy spent on all these activities that we'd say yes to, you're probably not spending your time in the right places based on maybe where you want to go in your life. And so this is the beginning point of where you begin to understand what to say no to. Once you get clear about what to say no to, you practice it and you won't be perfect at it. You know, do a little bit at a time. For example, if you said no to just 25% of the things that you've been saying yes to, you just saved yourself 25%. I mean, who knows how many hours you just saved yourself. And it's only a quarter of the time now that you're saying no, instead of 100% of the time. One of the gauges that you can look to is, yeah. is it giving you energy? You know, so say you're, yeah. you, you see a meeting on your calendar and you go, oh, why did I say yes to that? There's an indicator for the future. Never say yes to something like that again. So you're just constantly learning, constantly honing in on it. And mm. um, you'll get very good at it and it'll feel good. And the last thing, you know, and I'm my Enneagram, by the way, speaking of the profiling tools, is I'm a number three and a number two. So I'm a helper and an achiever. So when somebody asks me, I definitely want to say yes. And then I want to go all in on it. So I help them achieve whatever it is the issue is. So I have right. to be really mindful around this, but in saying, no, I still want to help. So you can make recommendations like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do that, but let me introduce you to this person, or this is a great resource that you might find helpful, those types of things. So you always leave them with, you know, you're giving, you're still giving, you're just not giving of all your time. 
Right. You know, I really like the barometer that you described of like what you see on the calendar. Do you look forward to it or do you kind of like, oh man, I got to do this now? You know, like before, that that's something you want to cut out in the future or find ways to figure out how to have somebody else do that delegate right, who, right. who might enjoy that. Right. So that's. Uh, now, you also talk a little bit about keeping everything in one place. <laughs> it, it's kind of, you talk about the legal letter pad or the notepad where you kind of jot down everything up. I'm guessing you have one right now next to you. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, I, I happen to use a remarkable. It's the electronic notepad. But put everything in one place, which is discipline number nine. This is where you pick the one place that you put, you, you write down, capture every idea, commitment, thought, action item, and promise. And what we notice with entrepreneurs in particular is that they would be capturing all this stuff going on throughout the day in many places, post-it notes on their phone, you know, maybe a journal that they carry around, you know, it could be anything or just trying to use their memory. And that causes at the end of the day, a lot of anxiety and stress because you're trying to remember and what about this and where did I put that? And I was supposed to call somebody back, but where is it? I don't remember where their number is, all this kind of stuff. So what we encourage you to do is pick one place. It's by your side all the time. It's like a notepad or whatever, remarkable, your phone, whatever. And as you're having your discussions, as you're going through uh, your day and you have an idea, you jot it down, you jot it down. At the end of the day, you take a look at everything in your one place and then you compartmentalize it. Well, Rob, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I, where can people find you and where can they download this ebook? Just go to the 10disciplines.com and it's all there. So you could get the ebook and find out anything you need to know. And uh, David, I thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate it. And I'm so glad that and grateful that our paths crossed there in Denver outside on the uh, sidewalk. I really enjoyed chatting with you then, and I enjoyed it chatting with you over the Zoom. Before you go, also share about the retreat that you're doing in Colorado. You're coming back in October, did you say? That's right. Um, yep. Yep. October 9th to the 12th, I believe it is, and donothingbook.com. We do close the registrations. We have two spots left, and so we keep it at a certain size. And yeah, so you can check out everything you might want to know about the retreat at donothingbook.com. Awesome, Rob. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate you.